You're listening to The Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle. Record figures for The Tuesday Club coming up. Do you know why? Why? Very special guest. I know we say that every week, but very lucky this week. Bit of a living legend. We've had someone flown in all the way from New York for this. Matthew Reese. I bet they didn't know that Matthew Reese the hooker lived in New York. <laughs> he flies back to commentate on the Dragons yes. every other week. God we have blessed got him. Hollywood actor, Welsh legend, Mr. Matthew Reese, all the way from New York on the Tuesday Club this week. Thanks, Matthew. You read that well. Thank you. <laughs> Everything I asked for. What are you doing home, mate? Oh, you know, just trying to dodge the coronavirus, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Being raised on Corona Pop, I thought I'd be fine. So I, I, I came back. Uh, meant to be just a, you know... A, uh, a nice trip home, see the family, remind the family of who I am. But uh, most of the family didn't accompany me because they were like, we're not risking it. You've got to walk in Petri dish at the best of times, you'll be fine. So off I went. <laughs> so I'd, I, was invite, I, did, I was offered a ticket to Twickenham and I said, do you know what? I don't think the day belongs to us. I'll give that one a miss. No. Wow. Damn shame. Sadly. Sadly. Ah. Hospitality extraordinary. Ah. Well, I should clarify really that we're doing this ahead of the Scotland game because we've got Matthew and the opportunity to get him. So uh, this is going out post Scotland game. So should we predict the result? Yeah, do it straight off, I think. Yeah. Can I just say though? Yeah. I never get an invite to hospitality from him. No, because you ask before I invite <laughs> you. <laughs> and then I get my back up Thirsty and say no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hungry for Starving. it. Hungry for it. <laughs> Go on, I can be your security. <laughs> What's your prediction? Do you know, I'm a bit nervous, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought Scotland played quite well, although they didn't actually nail it in the end against 14 men. Mm. And we're still not far off, I don't think. Even though we're conceding loads of points, like I've been showing on TV, that we're actually giving points. So if we just wrap that up a little bit. I think it'd be a good game. I think it'd be a high-scoring win for Wales. I'd say the same. I think... I think, I think uh, there we are. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I, same, same. No, but I just think... They're they're both in that position where they got they can they got nothing to lose really so they'll play they'll play they'll kind of I think they'll open up a bit I think and the only thing they'll want to prove is to, is is how well they play on that day so I think they might be a little more abandoned Wales might go oh, let's just throw it around now and I, I, yeah I high scoring and close I think is that what you said yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think and you heard your first if Lewis Rees-Samet plays we win and if he doesn't we lose oh that's why you're an actor. No, I'm going to lie. Uh, I said Wales by two uh, for our England game, so... <laughs> yeah, far off. No. Uh, yeah, so, well, no, I wasn't, was I? Six, well, five points more, one more unconverted try, and I should have put money on that. But you know what? I did a lunch with Eddie Butler and Brian Moore last Friday. We had Eddie Butler on the, on the podcast last week. And in the lunch, he predicted a 38-36 win for Wales. Did he? And he wasn't... F- I, and I joked, I said, oh, right, now for a serious prediction to Brian mm. Moore. He wasn't far off, was no. he? No. You know, fair play to him, old Ed. What a legend. Still got it. Ah, he's brilliant. So we've all gone for a Welsh win then. Yes. Well, we would, wouldn't we? Yeah. Although I didn't. For, I actually, you know, it's always, I always say, oh, the heart goes with Wales. I, I just said, we won't do it against England. Mm. You just, I just had that foreboding. <laughs> well, I always do with England, but this, especially so this time. We covered it last week, Matt, but you saw it. We have, we have to mention it, don't we? Joe Marler. Wh- which, story, one, which one was he? The story runs on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, the guy who shared his Mohican and then decided to touch Welsh players where yeah. they shouldn't be touched. Yeah. What's all that about? I don't know. Tweaker. <laughs> Tweaker, Ma- Tweaker Marla. 
Tweakamala. Tino Tigamala. That's class. Tweakamala. We should call him. He's making so much fun, man. He's Sean's pulling the studio apart. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah. Doesn't yeah. know his own strength. Yeah. No, I was. It was. It's been. It's been a massive debated thing. Like all the last week, everyone's been debating it. Debating it since it happened. But it's it's not right, is it? There's so so many cameras in the stadium now. You shouldn't be doing things like that. If if you're a hooker in the front row and you're in the scrum, there's no cameras seen under. Yeah. If you want to have a wind up or do something, then mm. not condoning it, obviously. But that is probably where you would do something like that. But right next to the linesman, camera's pointing straight at him. And I think the camera caught him live doing it. It, yeah. wasn't, a, it wasn't a replay. No. Right? We all saw it. Yeah, I know. It. I know. And also, you know, just, I don't know, I'm a bit old school. But when when the captain is clearly trying to break up the fray and and it was just, he's purely trying to antagonize him in a in a volatile moment. You know, this is a, a national and Lions Cup. It yeah. was just, it was disrespect. It was wrong. Yeah. We've all, listen, we all love rugby. We all love the band. We've all blah, blah, blah. We all know all of that. It was just, he just crossed that line. Alan Wynn for you. National treasure. National treasure should be boxed and put in the National Museum of Wales. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't get a glass case tall enough. <laughs> He is, though. Yeah, I thought he conducted himself really well. Uh, unbelievable, because yeah. if someone did that to me, I'd have kicked their teeth down their throat. Unless it was me. Well, I'd have kissed you on the mouth. But then you've done <laughs> that. But then every Christmas you try and do that to me. And I say, come on, dinner first. So is it, is it true? Because we had it on the pod earlier. We've already mentioned you on uh, one that, episode. Uh, oh, you, drilled, you drilled Kyle on red wine. Is that right? <laughs> do you remember Pembrokeshire? Yeah. In the spa? Taught <laughs> me how to drink. Now we mean a hotel and spa, not... The spa on the corner. No, the no, we went down the spa. I said, look, you get a packet of Rolos, I'll pick the wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... Look in. at this, comes in a box. I got two. <laughs> Let's go to the park. <laughs> it was in... Um, I can't remember the name of the spa. It was a lovely place. Yeah. Um, but uh, we all sat down for dinner when we had mentioned yeah. it previously. Yeah. And I just remember um, it was pretty much me and you and one other straggler at the end. Mm. And I think we'd done about five or six bottles of red wine. Yeah. And they had none left. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, cleaned them. Yeah, you taught me how to drink red wine. Red wine. I didn't say, I, I was like, put that to your lips, <laughs> empty it into your mouth and swallow. Well done. Yeah, well done. Now, <laughs> repeat. To give me your last Rolo. <laughs> there wasn't, but the, I, I also want to, because I want to add, like, when I said, oh, yes, you know, Matthew Reese taught me how to drink red wine. No, I wasn't. Like you're like, oh, God. <laughs> And it wasn't like I was going, oh, we've drank them out of the, uh, of the, of the Santa Million Grand Crew. We'll push on now to the Shattered Earth to crap. <laughs> it was just like, well, like, have we got another one of these? No. All right. Well, whatever else you got, we'll drink it. <laughs> well, that was it. That was the story when I told them that. Yeah. It was a good one. It was, good. It was a great night. Yeah, it was. Just remember, it was a long day. We had a long day filming, as filming days always are. A battle? Long. Filming them a battle? Filming a battle. Oh, well, Pembrokeshire's always a battle, especially <laughs> in the peak of summer. And uh, it was just nice, we all sat down, it was cast, a couple of crew members were there, and um, me and Matthew sit next to each other, and then he starts bringing the red wine out, and I was like, oh, I've never done red, drunk red wine. Shut up. Yes, I did. Did you say that? Yeah, I never drank red wine for that. Shut up. I probably had, but when I, I was don't remember that. I don't remember that bit. Smashed. But um, I just remember that, me and you plowing through bottles of red wine like there was no tomorrow. So I know. From, from there... Matthew went on to be an award-winning Hollywood actor, working with Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, et al. And you were mixing concrete. And scrounging for hospitality. <laughs> Did you say scrounging or scrummaging? Both. <laughs> no, um, 
Yeah, let's go on to that, and you'll be nominated for a shed load of awards. No, let's go back to Joe Marler a minute. I don't think we've... Oh, we're we... still on Joe Marler. Are we going then? Oh, we're going to still go over. Uh, what, what would you like to say? If Joe Marler walked in the door there now, what would you say to him? Come on, we're going these, mate. <laughs> <laughs> go on, have a go. Oi, Trika Marler. Yeah. Hashtag the prize you went after Alan win is, is an abundance of pricks in the English team. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag come and have a go at these boys. Yeah, <laughs> tweak a mala. Yeah, uh. he's not. He, he's everyone knows he's one for the controversial, you know, quotes or whatever he says on Twitter. But he did that thing to Samson a few years ago. Yeah, he? so he's, you know, so, someone's going to be done. I read or, or maybe I saw. I can't remember. It was either on Scrum Five last night, uh, last week. Sorry. Or he could have a two hundred eight week ban. Yeah, that's, no way. That's yeah. the maximum. It's the maximum, and it's yeah. in um, for. Well, he didn't say caressing, but touching, touching, grabbing, touching, grabbing, right. interfering with another player's genitalia. Genital. Yeah. Minimum twelve week, maximum two hundred eight week ban. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. But I didn't realise you said, and you said it was his last game for England. Yeah, well, he, he's well, retiring, he did he? retire. Oh right, and then he came back for the World Cup. Yeah, right. Um, so he can't have long left. <laughs> well, he probably, he probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about two hundred. How many weeks left? Yeah. Well, yeah. if they give him two hundred eight weeks, you might as well just try and open a coffee in. shop or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to put the tweet out as well. You know? it, yes, yeah. but as the only professional in our midst at this moment, what did you th- what did you think of it as an incident? <sighs> Look, having played in coach rugby and been in that environment mm. nearly all my life, mm. sport, you know that that sort of thing can go on or yeah. has in the past yeah but you can't do it now math you yeah. can't you cannot in this world where as kyle said so many cameras but the way the social media is there are young people watching yeah. you know you can't condone it and surely there's a hundred other ways of winding somebody up you can say something yeah. step on his toe yeah you know what i mean uh, to, to do that in that circumstance and the look that he gave, yeah, sort of knowingly, yes, uh, it's not clever. No, I don't think it is clever. So no, yeah, I, I, I would have been really upset about it as the coach. Yeah, and what does the coach do? Come out and then say the red card was a load of rubbish. I, I mean, know. I, I think the attitude transcends from the top. T- so totally agree. Um, yeah. He should have, he should have got hold of Eddie Jones. There's no one, bigger one cock than it as well. <laughs> was. Um, and Jiffy, I think, nailed it on the head last night on Scrum 5, or last week. <laughs> that, last Christmas. Um, that, uh, when he came out straight away and was like, oh, 16th referee was a 16th man, and Jiffy just went, he's got no class. Like, ah. You won the game, we came back nearly, and yeah. there would have been a little discipline for you, some players new aside. Owen Farrell should have gone off in the first yeah. 10 minutes anyway. Mm. But to come out and say like that, like, he's very loved, it, well, it's not love or hate. If you're English, you love him. If you're any other country, you hate him. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't think he do, he doesn't do English rugby any no. any favors and like you said you got oh, you got the win and and I love that he prefixed by saying I don't usually do this I don't usually comment on you know uh, referee re- decisions you go what when yeah. well then shut up then because you got the win <laughs> so I asked Brian more about him what do you think of Eddie Jones and mm. his sort of behavior and he went mate mate he said, <laughs> he's an Australian hooker what do you expect <laughs> that was a fair answer yeah. yeah what do you expect yeah. yeah. So were you in between things, Math? Or? Always, always in between things. Yeah, yeah so it's in between me and you. Right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, I, 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 just, I just bit my tongue then in refrain of what I was about to say. Yes, uh, uh, I, was lucky, I was lucky enough to be, I did a, a series for HBO. I don't know if you remember, a series called Perry Mason. So HBO remaking Perry Mason. Um, Is this the thing with Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Yeah, he was he was he produced on it, and um, so he I think he always wanted to play Perry Mason himself, but he's he's a busy man, 
Have you seen Doctor Doolittle? I haven't <coughs> seen it. My kids are saying, "Have you?" I got to see it. Yeah, he's brilliant. But he plays there as Welshman. Did he do that after meeting you? Or no? Did I you like give him any tips. Yeah, I said, "Be more Cardiff." <laughs> Less West Walian. Did he do a good job? <laughs> yeah, he did. Because I know he worked diligently on that, and not an accent, not an accent he's familiar with. You know, we, you know, we all, we grew up listening to American accents on mm. on telly. There's not, you know, we didn't grow up watching, you know, how green was my valley and on reruns. Not, not that there's a decent Welsh accent in that. <laughs> so bless him, yeah, he, fair play. He, he wanted to base him on. Um, uh, um, um, named his son Jesus Christ and then tried to burn him when he died. Oh, nice man. You know, famous. Oh my God, I'm going to get annihilated for this. R- not Richard Burton. No, no. No, yeah. Oh, Dr. William Price. Dr. William Price. Yes, look him up. Interesting. What, what, incredibly interesting. One of, one of the first men to, to bring, um, wanted to cr- cremate, named his child Jesus. Yes, he greased. Sadly, tragically, the child passed away. He wanted to cremate the child. First cremation in Great Britain. And they were like, no. Uh, and then he went through the courts, and then eventually he did. And he was, he was brought back, wanted to bring back Druid, uh, Druidism to, to Wales. You know, heavy pagan. He loved champagne. Um, hell, of a, hell of a character. Anyway, oh. Robert Downey found this character and went, this is Doolittle. Oh. I know. That sounds like your next film. Yeah, Rockin' Stone Terrace. The Rocking Stone, the the Rocking Stone of Pontypridd. That's where he used to conduct his ceremonies. I mean, he he literally just found this guy. Yeah, and went. I bet you could talk to animals. <laughs> <laughs> so Perry Mason. Perry Mason. Uh, yeah. So they went back to the original source material, the books. Uh, set it in 1930s Los Angeles, very noir, um, and kind of HBO-fied it. Took it a little darker than the than the TV series of yore. Um, we had a lot of fun. We were there for six months. But I just finished it, so I promised the family and try and remind them who who I was. So I'm taking some time off. So I left them and I came to Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Wales, Wales. Oh, you got the first one every <laughs> every week. Sean tries to beat me for the worst. No, I think he, he just got it in. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> I just uh, f- for once I'm looking at Sean, and normally, like when he had Hibs on, even though Hibs is a Port Talbot boy, I've seen him about the place before he became a Welsh national lion. Um, Sean had to stop the podcast when we were recording and um, just highlight the way that I was staring at Richard Hibbert. It's just nice now to look in Sean's eyes the way he's looking at you. And I'm afraid of what will happen if I left the room. Well, <laughs> we're only human. We're only human. No, no, but I, I mean, I, I wanted to ask you, coming up now, and, and no one is going to meet you and, and speak like... You're a, you're a brilliant actor, right? I think we can end now. Can no, we finish it? You are, you are, and obviously we're very proud of you because you're Welsh. You fly the flag as well, which is an amazing thing. But I mean, you've worked with so many brilliant actors and actresses as well. When you when you started hooking up with those and, and playing parts along with you know Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, to name but a few, was there any sense of trepidation in those days or? Oh, still, Do you j- still, oh, you still get God. that. Yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I was uh, the the first film I did. that was with, uh, you know, uh, w- that Meryl Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. I did the, the Spielberg films called The Post. I didn't, thankfully I didn't have any scenes with them. I was in all the I was in other scenes, and I was kind of like, oh, thank God, I don't have to. But the the <clears throat> last one I just did with Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, where it was just it was me and him. And then the director said, like, I do want to do three days rehearsal. <clears throat> excuse me, with you and Tom, I was terrified. 
as equal part like uh, buzzing and shaking with yeah. nervous excitement. But the, the minute he walked in through the door, and I'd met him on on the post a couple of times, I went, "Oh my god, this Tom Hanks!" You know, it, and and for the three days, still doesn't go away. And as soon as you know, they sit down. Okay, let's try the scene. That's when I really start to get nervous. When you go, it's just you and him. Tom, Tom Hanks is looking yeah. at you, and they go and action, and you go. <laughs> I, and is is he for somebody like me? I see him on films and that, but you see him mm. on like the Graham Norton show, yeah. or whatever. And you think, what a great bloke! Yeah, is that what he is? Beyond, beyond that, absolutely went beyond what I thought his public persona oh, was. That, that's brilliant. He goes, he rents, he takes the whole crew to the basket to the um, to the baseball game. He rents out cinema for them. Buys everyone a lottery ticket on, oh, <laughs> on Friday. Jeez. I'm like that. Anyone a uh, cafe Nero? Anyone? Cappuccino? No, no. Anyone? No. Okay, they're just me, is it? I, see, I, I'd be tempted to go Wilson. <laughs> he gets that. I bet he does. Because I, when we were talking early on, I said, "What's the one thing you get all the time?" He goes, "I get Wilson all the time." And then he goes, "There's one." T- he goes, "We were in the we were in the hotel lobby once, and he, and there was a group of young lads." But he goes, and he was, and Hanks was looking at them because he, he says they've got to be the right age, and then they all start t- clocking. It's him, and he goes. And he just this one blog went Wilson. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you poor bugger. I was like, that's your life. It's a brilliant film as well on that cast. Yeah, it makes me cry. You know the bit where um, he knocks oh, his no no he knocks his tooth out. No no up <laughs> when the ball's going away. When the boat. Oh, yeah, no. when the boat. When the <laughs> boat just before the big ship comes. Mm. When he's like on his little raft. Well, it's still a raft. When Wilson and the mute like obviously he scores. If it's the right score for a scene. It does, you know, evoke certain feelings inside you. But that bit where, where Wilson does go away, it is terribly sad. Mm. It is, man. And his wife and his wife's called Rita Wilson. Yeah. 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 But you know that trepidation I asked you about? I mean, mm. Does that bring the best, like, top of rugby, bit of butterflies, nervousness in a big game, you know, they go out and perform. Is it the same then? Always. Yeah, always. And, all, and also going in, then I think when, you know, I uh, make myself sound lazy here, but... To me, it, the kind of bigger the name, the harder I work in preparation. So going in, I'm far more prepared because a you don't want to let them down. You don't, you know, you don't want to be the one going, or he's going. Oh, you know what's wrong? What's wrong with the Welshman? Um, so I, for that film, I've I've never been more prepared because out of out of absolute fe- abject fear. But it, you know, as a person, you couldn't, you know, you couldn't ask for anyone better. What, so. what is the preparation? I learned the words this time. <laughs> God, it makes things really easy, doesn't it? When you know what you're saying. <laughs> no, I just did. I did all the research. I did the 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 film is based on a on a real person. I met him. I you know I, I read all the books. I read his uh, the the journalist who I was playing. I read all his articles. So I just I wanted to be as prepared as as possible. I tell you what, well, one thing that um, I'm sure I, when we first met, I'm sure I mentioned this when we wrestled. That's it, in the mud. Yeah. Just uh You said it was a Patalbert initiation. That was it. Yeah. I said we're not in Patalbert. Sean, you done it, didn't you? Of course I did. I was <laughs> lying. I wasn't lying. <laughs> <laughs> the film um Burnt. Yeah. I loved you and I, man. Oh I did with, thank the, you. with your little tash. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to watch that because he's telling me about this chef film with Bradley Cooper, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Film. I've got to watch it now. Where when was that made? About, it, it was out, I think, around the time where we were filming together because I had just seen it. And then I remember going, oh my, oh my God, Matthew Reese is in this. 
I was like, oh, and he was like, no, he's saying about working with Tom Hanks. That's what I was like when I was working with him. Mm. I was like, oh my God, Matthew, he's oh, not the hooker. <laughs> <laughs> and, one, um, of the best, one of the best times I've had was when, when they misspelt Matthew Reese's name when he was called up for the, when he was being selected for the Lions. And I had so many people to me thinking, congratulations, <laughs> your dream has come true, Lion selection. I was like, here I come. But what was that like? That film was great. You played uh, like a sort of, you know, an on-the-money new chef with a new restaurant. and Yeah, so I did immediately what any Welshman does, seeks out another Welshman who's a chef, Bryn Williams in Odette. Bryn Williams. Yeah, yeah. In, in London. I just called him up. I said, I'm playing a chef. I don't know what to do. He's like, oh, coming in. That's the thing as well with actors. It's so many successful actors, they play so many different parts that have so many different careers. Yeah. You pick up a massive skill set. I know. By the end. So, do you know, yeah. by the time you're 70, you know, you could be anything. I could be anything. Yeah. I could be anything. Are you a good I, chef? I might get called up for the WIU. 70 years old. <laughs> I, could, I could play a coach. Are you a good cook then after that? No, thing? no. Uh, so, it was just that. Bradley Cooper went above and beyond. He, had, he was with Marco Pierre White and they were gutting and filleting and doing all things to small birds and everything. Like, what he could do with a paring knife at the end was... Nothing short of surgery. Uh, and then I, I t- so um, Marcus Waring was a three-star yeah. mission chef. He was, he was the kind of the, um, the kind of tech advisor on it. And then he, a number of his uh, sous chefs were, were helping. And I had to make a, a French omelette in one scene. In, during the course of the scene, make the omelette, serve it to Brad. I was like, omelette, jog on, <laughs> easy. <laughs> Chunky Kit Kat. I was like, oh, it's be easy. <laughs> and, uh, and so this one, like, this one chef at Marcus Wings restaurant went, have you ever made a French omelette? And I went, I've made a, an omelette? Like, how different is a French omelette? And they said, all right, uh, make your omelette now. And so I'm, I make this omelette, and you can, expressionless face from the chef, cook it. And he's like, huh, okay, I, uh, great. Let me show you my omelette. I was like, right. She makes his omelette. I don't like. I couldn't see what the difference was in what I did to what she did. Yeah. She serves it, and it was like tasting a heavenly cloud. And I was like, <laughs> "What did you do different?" <laughs> and I said, "She goes, well, I got a lot more uh, oxygen into the air." I was like, "Oh God!" So anyway, so we spent like half a day. She's trying to get me to make this French. I couldn't do it. God. In the end, in the end, it's somebody else's hands. See, it's <laughs> yeah. Ta- and at the end, I go, ta da! Yeah. That's the thing, see, a lot of you see nowadays is a lot of stuff, you know, that Gordon Ramsay sort of basically invented the televised chef personality yeah. type of thing, didn't he, with all his different shows or whatever. But you don't see, like, you're saying there about the oxygen getting into the egg. It's, yeah. It's an art, like, sh- oh, cooking, uh, b- being a chef. Especially good good up-and-coming chef. I was in London the other week. Tom, Tom Simmons. Simmons. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Poncana. Yeah. Have you so, been? I haven't been to Poncana, but he cooked for us... Uh, up in London, Wales in London week the other week, and it was magnificent. But he was saying that um, he, he loses chefs hand over fist. He said he can't get them. They come in, literally throw their knives and forks around and leave because they're temperamental, you know. So they work such long hours. Yeah. They? You know, so, but lovely food. I, I, I'll have to go. I'm going actually in three weeks on a Friday. So looking forward to that. I tell you who else um, did uh, a lot of work for playing a chef was John Favreau. Oh, film chef. Yes, and now he, but it, then he went on to have a series. Yes, on Netflix. With yes, the guy who was his tech yes. advisor. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but that, I love that film as well. I think it's yeah. just because I like I like food and I like watching films about food. Same, but <laughs> same. did you play rugby in school, man? I did. Yeah, yeah. Inside centre. Inside. Crashboard center. fanatic. I like to think that you know uh, Jimmy Roberts. Well, see, he was younger than me in school uh, and probably learned everything yeah. from you know from watching the Things older boys watching. play. Yeah. Me, <laughs> yes, I like to think. 
uh, they called me like mini unit. He's doing well, Jim. Yeah, yeah, out of South I, Africa now. Cape Town now. And I, I admire him for that, right? Because as much as he was a real good stalwart player for yeah. Wales, particularly under Warren Gatland, Lions. He's really selected well. I think he's had a lifestyle experience as well. You yes. Know, gone out to Paris yeah. and that. Yeah. Bath and yeah. You know, uh, fair play to him. You know, to go out there and play Super Rugby and doing really well as man of the match the other week. Was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. But also to finish in such. A, I, look, don't get me wrong. Like rugby's physical in every country now, but the South Africans. Oh yeah. I, I, I wince sometimes yeah. when I, when you watch South Africans. Yeah. So to fit to finish there, I was like, "Oh, Jamie Bach, come you know, know, come back I in know. one piece." I remember '94, right? I went to Loughborough University, and it's got a reasonable name, you know, for rugby. You know, Clive Woodward went mm. there, Frank Cotton, Gerald Davis. The, the list goes on. So the tradition carries on, and we had, we had a good season. But then we went on tour in '94, so the end of a party, this that, and the other, to South Africa, and the travel company that took us, because Loughborough had a bit of a name matched us seven games right one game you had to play a development game so you had to play in a township right. and play um, you know against emerging young black players and to promote the game fine won that game and then we played the six best club sides in South Africa oh my god I went there as a non-tackling outside half <laughs> I came home as an open side flanker <laughs> by tackle technique turned into something like Sam more, but my shoulders were like Richard Ibbett's in bits. <laughs> they were massive, yeah, yeah. massive men. Needless to say, we won one out of the remaining six. But yeah, you know, it is brutal out there. You know, I've taken coaching teams out there. And it's I was even watching um, uh, 100 Years of Welsh Rugby. It was an old, old programme that was put on VHS when they were still in fashion. And Jiffy was presenting it. He was very young. But they started off one of the clips in one of the early 90s games with Wales and South Africa and everyone says uh, players are massive now and, mm. you know, they're all you know, mm. training big they're all big mm. even then when and obviously they were doing the weights but it wasn't as you know I suppose again scientific as it yeah, is now yeah, you know yeah. anything about the bodies and that but even watching them coming out and they had the old big baggy jerseys yeah. on with the collars they were huge yeah. and not yeah. just like because they'd been training since they were 15 no but they were genetic, massive. I just think natural selection. You know, the Dutch went over there. I, I hate da- Darwinism. You know, took over in in those times. Mm. If the only the only the biggest and strongest survived, so the gene pool just got yeah. stronger and stronger, and then then they win World Cups. Yeah, we, you're you're uh, a real actor. You're like a book of knowledge. No, I'm not. We, we had, brain had brain Stefan to Blanche, the Ospreys, right? Yeah, he's about six foot three, wing full back. Honestly, take his kit off. Chiseled, right? Nicest man you want to meet, but man crush. If you got a man crush, him honestly. Uh, but it's set. You know, you stand him next to Adam Jones and and Duncan <laughs> and, and even Alan Wynn back then. <laughs> this is a guy that looks like that sideboard, but there is nothing on him. Ding 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 ding. And he's still the same now. Plays every year in the Bermuda Classics. You know, he, he's still not forty yet, uh, Stefan, but. Just an amazing nick, you know. Mm. So that they they take pride in that. They're mm. big big men, but they do train hard and um, they enjoy the physical and game. And they battered uh, Wales, didn't they, in the semi final of the World Cup? I was there watching it, and we, you know, if we got to the final, we would have been in bits. I think yeah. them would have beaten us comfortably. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So we played inside centre. Yeah. So you're and the first guest that we've had on that's actually played. Because every week we ask if, if apart, apart from Hibbard, yeah, Richard Hibbard no, played a few. <laughs> I played the odd game. Oh, if, oh. 
out of people who aren't oh, rugby right, guests. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Uh, we, we've asked people, if yeah. you were picked in uh, starting 15, yeah. what position would you play? But you're the first guest that we've had on who isn't a rugby player that has actually played. So. Yeah, I've even, I've even made my debut at, the, at Cardiff Arms Park. Did you? Oh, did you? I did. Uh, before before it was this, uh, the the uh, millennium, before it was the principality, um, I was shooting a film called The Testimony of Taliesin Jones with Jonathan Price, playing my father. I was playing a young Welsh farmer. And I had a younger brother in it. And in the film, there's this, there's this moment where the two brothers go out into a field on the farm. And the younger brother says, I'll be real, you you'll be England. And then you kind of go, and you go inside the young boy's mind. And they're in, the, they're in the, the stadium, England versus Wales, capacity crowd. And I was talking directly, I said, how, how are you, you going to shoot the, the, the dream sequence you're going into inside his head? And he goes, well, we've, we've approached the WRU. We'll see if we can, if we can film during the halftime of a game. And my blood ran cold because I went, oh, yeah. but that would mean I'd be wearing an English kit <laughs> at, at, <laughs> yeah. at, at, at the Arms Park. And he went, yeah. <laughs> and then they got they got confirmation. WSU, yes, no problem. Yes, come along. So during a Wales Canada game, you know, uh, oh, what's his name? Does all the um, the guests are welcome to yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. His, I can't remember his name. He goes, yes, Dinga. Is Reece. it yes, Dinga? No. Um, yeah, so he goes. Well, uh, we got a special. Uh, <laughs> we got a special moment for you at halftime today. We're going to be filming a part of a film. Uh, t- please welcome to the pitch two young actors, you know, John Paul pl- representing Wales, <sighs> and Matthew Reese representing England. And I had to run on in an English kit capacity. Crowd, Who are you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like the worst. It was like one of the worst days of my life. The only time I know I'd trot onto yeah. the hallowed turf capacity crowd and I'm being called every name under the sun and prior to prior to the moment I'd said to the costume woman I said listen can I can I please wear a well shirt underneath and she you know it was back in the day before the tight shirts yeah. and she goes yeah yeah let's have a look she goes no it looks odd we can tell there's another shirt underneath you just have to wear the English shirt oh it was a true low moment in oh. my acting career when I ran on. <laughs> I, won't, I won't tell them. I won't tell them. Oh, no, you can't. Have you ever played rugby for Wales? Uh, where, no. Where was that film, Dad? Um, green but, screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here we are on the Tuesday Club with our legendary guest, Matthew Reese. You can follow us on Twitter at TuesdayClub underscore or on Instagram, Tuesday Club Podcast. This is Matthew Reese, no relation to Kyle Reese, and you're listening to the Tuesday Club with Sean and Kyle Reese. Special edition of Tuesday Club. Welsh actor, Matthew Reese, rugby fan. Home for a short break. What, what are you doing in your downtime? You're in between things, obviously. Drinking mainly, yes, heavy drinking. Yes. When you know, uh, Oliver Reed style. Oliver Reed, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my aspirational drinking. Um, <laughs> if I do get time off, uh, like proper time off, and I got a day, then I uh, in New York, I, I do, I do like to get out, out of the city, and the, and there's a there's a few um, clay pigeon clubs that I do like to go to because um, it was something I always did growing up. You know, when we used to go up to Mid Wales, there was always clay pigeon yeah. on and. And a lot, all the family did it, and it was something I've I've sort of continued to do. I took my son down to St David's. I got I got a business down there, and took him. What's um, the business? 
Muck Adventures. I've heard of it. Well. Yeah, yes, congratulations. Find them on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, you can. You can book <laughs> holidays down there. You can come down to Aber Ivy Beach, jump in the Blue Lagoon. You can do all sorts. Go <laughs> steering. Anyway, that's enough. That's enough. Um, <laughs> took him uh, clay pigeon shooting, and it's a good father-son thing to do. Yeah, you know, it was a good skill for him to learn, and a bit of banter, and a bit of competition. It's. Uh, and I used to work at Harbury College um, many years ago, and they have a big drive every year. They have pheasants and grouse and all that, and. Uh, Principal should uh, allow me to go. I like to think I didn't shoot any live birds, but um, <laughs> I scared a few. I know that. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good. they was good. Uh, you know, it, it, uh, to me, I've never played golf, but those who teach it always say, "Oh, you know, it's a lot like golf. You, you know, you have your good days when you when you swing, you're mm-hmm. grinding, your bad days." But they always, they always, um, uh, when I used to have lessons here, you know, in 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 London, it was always the rugby analogy they're doing. They're, they're saying you're never throwing a ball at, at a static target. You're, you're always throwing a ball at a moving target. Yeah. It's the same with, with clay pigeon. Yeah. So I like to think rugby served me well. The first time I ever shot a gun was um, in Vegas. When you were like this, give us a money! <laughs> <laughs> it's loaded! I, I didn't have enough money for a flight home. <laughs> <laughs> I put it all on black. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we went. I just went for a little jolly with some of my family and... Um, you know the whole we won't go down the whole gun crime nope. thing and that because it's yeah. terrible but yeah. there was something about shooting a gun that I was at a target I asked for a zombie target I did um, but I shot an MP5 I shot a shotgun I went for the SWAT package <laughs> I shot a, a handgun and um, like a mini sniper rifle and it was just it was awesome I blew that zombie's head off. I bet you did. But no, it was... You never know when that'll come in handy, you know? Well, that's what coronavirus is, I think. Well, yes. Coronavirus, all... First step to zombie meltdown. I think so. Yeah. Did you see that? We had Richard Ibbett on. We talked about conspiracy theories. Yes. There's one about the coronavirus. Which is what? It was a book. It was a book in the early 90s, was it? No, no, no. So, you know, Resident Evil used to be a game. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. a big movie franchise. Yeah, based on truth. Based on truth. Based on the Corona Pop Man. Well, the coronavirus, yeah. um, the company that it was... The, the that made it. No, well, no, <laughs> but where it was founded in the uh, markets, the fish markets in this place in China. Wuhan. Uh, Wuhan, yeah. It, the logo for their company is the exact same logo as Resident Evil's Umbrella Corp. Who made wait, wait, who made the C-virus in the film Resident Evil. It's the same logo. That's the one conspiracy theory. You've literally blown my tiny mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm genuinely shocked. No, it is. My mate sent me this thing, and I, and I was just like, I can't remember all the little bullet points. Did you talk to Richard Haybert about it? <laughs> uh, I can't remember. I think I did. He'd be into it. But there is a book. Uh, uh, it was out um, this week. Uh, late 80s, early 90s, this author had written about a virus or a... Um, yeah, he, he named it... What's the... C-O-V-I-D-19. So, so he named that. It was in Wuhan, or Wuhan, however you say it, and he labelled it as a um, pneumonia-type thing. It's going to attack the lungs and basically spread spread across the world. So if you have a look on social media, it's out there. He's got the book, and he's highlighted the, the where he's commented on this. Let's cheer this up. Yeah, go on. Let's see. Tell me a funny story, man. I don't think I've got it in me now. New, New York. <laughs> Let's talk about New York. Yeah. Um, we were just talking off-air a little bit about rugby mm. in America and you've got a team just down the road I, that I've just literally last week found out mm. about and you clearly know more about it than I do because <laughs> a friend of mine said I went to a rugby match last week and I was like where? he went here Brooklyn I was like shut up it wasn't rugby they just probably took the helmets off at an American football game or something <laughs> and he goes no it's rugby I, they'd said it was rugby I said there is no rugby in Brooklyn I know and then I googled it I went damn me there was rugby is he going to go? 
I'm going to go now. Yeah. I'll take my boy. Brilliant. Yeah. How old's the boy? Four. Oh, Sam. Named after Sam Warburton. Yeah. But don't tell, don't tell the missus, yeah. She doesn't know yet. Yeah. Sam well, he was the present captain at the time. Is there only one try to go? That I... Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, so you and Kerry had Sam four years ago? Yeah. I thought it was only like a year or so ago. No, it just feels like that. Because mm. you don't sleep. Sometimes I remember texting you saying congratulations, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you never got back to me? No, never. <laughs> so I, was like, I was like, what does he want now? What are we... Well, we're on a rugby. <laughs> yeah. Sam Auburn is going to be one of these, but your three favourite rugby players of all time. Mm. Welsh or uh, worldwide? Any, any. Tano Maga. Yeah. Um, Yayan Evans. Oh, he's my number one. Is he? Yeah. Wales. I met him as well. Wales. In the summer warm-up games. Anyway, carry on. Um... Third B, David Duckham. Oh, great dummies! Yeah, oh, David amazing, Duckham. and I, and I gave it to an Englishman. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to pretend like I know who he is. David Duckham, right? Watch some old barbers. Oh, games, right? and okay. genius! Games. He'd sell a dummy, and all the crowd would go like this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a tennis game. They'd all take it. Yeah, he, the, oh, the, he wrong foot the cameraman every yeah. time. Brilliant! They're like, "Where's the ball? Go? Oh, he still got it." The biggest old school dummies you'll ever see in your life, David Duckham. Yeah, Tanu Manga. Oh, what a player he was. He's best mates with a guy who played at the Ospreys, Filo Tietia. So I met him quite a bit at barbecues in Filo's house. But I first met him the night. Do you remember when uh, Brian O'Driscoll got dumped? Oh, yeah, that's by beard. Kevin Milamo yes, and Tano yes, Manga. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I was staying in a hotel in the uh, Lions Tour 2005. I go back to the hotel after the game. Graham Henry, who I'd met and I knew, was with Tano Manga, basically getting their story straight for the disciplinary. Yeah, really? so I, I rocked up, a bit merry, a few pints, you know, we got stuffed in the test and so on. Hi, Gray, remember me, all this blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he basically told me that off because they were getting their story straight for what was a disciplinary, yeah. Because Gray Henry was very defensive about that because I remember that in the press conference after they said, was, uh, was, that, was that a clear tactic? Targeted, yeah. Was he targeted? And, and Graham Henry got very defensive about it. Mm. Um, I, I think I jumped, I, did, yeah, I, jumped, I jumped a little bit to... Um, David Duckham, because I remember him from some very early memories of going, oh, God, he's quick, oh, a bit of magic. But, you know, Phil Bennett would be equally as, when it comes to, when it comes to, the, to a jinking run. Mm. Um, but there's, there's many. But, you know, I grew up with Gerald, JJ, yeah. Yeah, Barry, Barry yeah, John, Gareth. Barry, John. Can I ask you a question that's totally off rugby topic? Um are you Welsh water? Yes. <laughs> I thought so. In every sense. Every cell of me. Welsh water adverts. It's, um, I've only heard him on the radio, but obviously, because I know Matthew, I, I knew it was him. I said, oh, that doesn't matter. You didn't say that. You went, it's him again! <laughs> I can't get him out of my head! <laughs> but uh, he didn't believe me. And my dad listens to this, so there we are. You heard it from the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad said, that's not him. It's like, that's a girl, man. <laughs> Three favourite films that you haven't been in? That I haven't been in. Oh. The, prin- the Princess Bride. It's about 28 years old now. Rob Reiner, Carrie Elwes, uh, with, a, with a young, uh, a very young um, Robin Wright. Was it her first film? Yeah, it was her first film. Do you know who Robin Wright is? <laughs> Blonde hair. Ah, yes. Blonde hair. She was in um, yes. with Kevin Spacey. 
Yes. Yes, I know Robin Wright. Good yes. guess. Good guess. No, oh. he got it. Got it in the um, end. Got it in the end. They, they remade it. They? House of Cards. Yes, House of Cards. Yes. Yes. Yeah, see, I yeah. know Robin Wright. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, a very obvious one, I think. Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. that's that's in my top three. Mm. Yeah. And then and then I think the, the film that I always go back to is A Bridge Too Far. Seen oh, that war film? Gosh. Oh, one of the greatest war films of, of our time. With a cast. There's an un- cast. unbelievable cast. My mother used to take films, right? <laughs> that happened on the first day. I said, all right, Reese. You went, Kyle. I, I said, I know. Your last name's Reese. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right, Reese? Thank you, Reese. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I don't call anyone by their first name. Do you My, know what? Do you know if, if I'm lucky enough to, do, to work with you ever again, we're just going to wind people up in interviews. Yeah. I'm not Reese. He's Reese. He's Reese. <laughs> I'm Reese, and so is my wife. <laughs> Kyle Reese, double E S. Matthew Reese, R H Y S. Matthew Reese, R E E S. Hooker. We should go on University Challenge. You me? Is it too expensive to fly you back from New York every week for this? No, I'm in. I'm in. Talking a bridge too far, right? My mother used to tape films on the telly with a VHS. Yeah. You're not allowed to touch bridge too far. Yeah. And then she discovered that, and if you remember this, old VHSs, there was a little tab. Mm. If you if you broke the tab off, it couldn't be recorded over. Mm. Oh, it was, a, it was like it was like finding gold. You know, as kids, we were taping rugby or cricket or something. Like, you know, couldn't tape over bridge too far. Watch it, brilliant film. Oh, you'll co- you'll call us and thank us. Yeah, I won't call you because you never pick up. No, I don't. <laughs> but I will text you back. Plus, I can't afford to call you in New York. Do it on WhatsApp. <laughs> That's what he phoned me. Then Facebook, WhatsApp. Yeah, like, oh. yeah. Mark Zuckerberg's listening in. <laughs> Be quick, Zuckerberg's listening in. <laughs> um, I want to know. Obviously, you've done a lot of work. On the house, <laughs> myself. Is there anything else that you still, you know, any aspirations? Yeah, well, what role? Acting? What role would you cover? Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the, the quintessential cliche, and and I and I fear I'm too late. But I would have loved to have played Hamlet. I, that would that have been the one that I always thought I, I was offered it when I was 24, and I was like, I can't play Hamlet at 24. I'm too young, and I. It's one of the, my greatest regrets in my career that I just didn't. You know, know, front up. Friend of ours did it, didn't he? In, in the old Vic, he wasn't. He was about forty Who? odd then. Oh, Sheeny. Yeah, Sheeny yeah. done it. Yeah, he was forty, and at the time he said, "I'm too old for Hamlet. I'm forty five now." Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's brilliant. I loved it. He's too old for it. Oh, <laughs> joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Don't worry, he doesn't listen. I'm joking. He will now. He will do now. Yeah, yeah. 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 We we'll both text him after. Yeah, yeah. You should hear the things he said. I think I, forty. Yes, you could just get about get away with. How old do you know then? Forty five. Are you? Yeah, 46 is, yeah. Oh, you're looking good. Thank good you, for that. Thanks. November the 4th. 8th. It's down wrong. It's down as yeah, fourth. on uh, IMDb, I know. So the 8th. Yeah. When are you? Sixth. Are you? Yeah. Day after Guy Fawkes. Scorpio. Scorpio. Yeah. See, I told you, I get along with all Scorpios. Yeah. Because I'm Kansas. So yeah. I'm, I'm a smaller crab. Well, no, I'm a crab, but I'm a smaller <laughs> pincer. <laughs> you haven't got a sting in the tail, have you? No. Nope. No. We have. Yes. You have. You yeah. have got a sting in the tail, and yeah. I tell you all, you both sting me all the time. Aww. <laughs> So we've just had a bit of a break, and uh, Kyle, you, you're stropping now because I've attacked you. He's walked out. I'm not oh, stropping. he's back. I'm back. Sorry, I just, <laughs> I've just attacked went out briefly. you. I had to have five minutes. Yeah. Uh, no, just um, I didn't know you, know, you smoked a pipe. Me and Sean uh, like really like each other, and we get on and stuff like that. But we hate each other. Like it's he picks good. on me all the time. Have you got double standards? I haven't got double standards <laughs> at all. I don't con- condone touching people without their will. Why did you touch me just then? 
because you asked me to. You give me the look. I didn't. <laughs> the look of love. love. What's the look? That's a look. <laughs> no, but uh, we, were just, we were just talking off air about um, the comment that Gareth Thomas made in the studio at halftime. And um, it was, you know. Like, I think he regrets it now. He apologized. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't in that given moment. It, po- it possibly wasn't his. His wisest choice of words, and I and I and I do think to a degree it was drawn out of him because um, yeah. you, you heard them say, and what it, what did you just say, Gareth? I think he's <laughs> slightly put on the spot, but I don't think look look given his position in that moment, I just think you got to go with shouldn't be seen in international rugby. It's like live TV though is you know precarious, particularly if you're the type of character who's got a little devil on your shoulder. <laughs> you know, you, you, like like Jiffy's a bit like that. Jiffy, I know, is dying to say some things, and he's holding himself back, you know. <laughs> and uh, as part, as part of the joy of watching Jiffy, is yeah. he, the restraint yeah. he's putting on himself. It is, it is. His body language gives it away, doesn't it? I know. <laughs> or not sometimes. Remember when we when we beat England and he was standing next to Gus Scott? On his face. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that was brilliant. Yeah, man. yeah. There was an article the other day somewhere on uh, social media saying the real reason Jonathan Davis was smiling. So I didn't read the article. I didn't have time. But um, I just thought, what, what was the real reason? Sean, you know everything about everyone. We just <laughs> just beaten England by 30 <laughs> points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always think we forget, you know, we we always go, you know, there's so much pressure always put on the English game. This is a country of 56 million people. Yeah. And we're always, you know, we're going, oh, Wales didn't play well. Oh, England were the better side. England should be the better side. Yeah. They should continuously be the better side. The depth of selection is ridiculous. But what's the population in New Zealand? Listen, the selection choices of of <laughs> Anis Morn and Skomer Island like aren't the same as Polynesia no, and oh. and Samoa and Tonga. And to be fair, New Zealand, man, uh, that's all they do yeah, is play rugby. They all play rugby in school. It's massive in schools. Although it is a little bit on the decline, like Australia. Is uh, it? Yeah, it is a little bit. They they are I struggling d- a little bit. I do think climate plays a, a huge. You know, this is what we live in. We were raised in a very wet country. It was. It's hard to kind of yeah. go. Let's go outside and throw the ball around. They can do it three hundred sixty-five days a year in yeah. in those countries. I yeah. just want to go back a bit. We're talking about live TV. I, I seen on. I think it was uh, Ross Harris who retweeted something, and they'd actually shown. Um, a clip of what what you would watch as an audience member on BT Sports with uh, Gallagher Premiership game and what the pundit team, so when you're standing there at the board, you know, with whoever, what they actually hear throughout the the show. Yeah. Mm. I thought it was amazing. Like oh, it's this, hard, mate. This thing, they had a producer, they had, um, who else was Director. It? Producer, director. And whilst they're being asked the question, so Sean's being asked, oh, what did you think mm. about uh, that tackle? As Sean's about to ask, he's got about four different people in his ear mm. talking, right, and run this and fade across and do oh, this. Last night's Scrum 5, um, just about, uh, and I do mine live. So and even though I got a two-minute piece, say, on yesterday's game, um, I don't script it. So I make sure, I, w- I want it to be natural, come across natural, almost as if I'm in the coaching room right. telling the boys, you know, if we script it and read it, and mm. that, you know, plus you've got to do an intro and then a payoff. So... And then you've got, right, over to Sean, Sarah, link to Sean now, We've over on the chat, and then, right, uh, cue Sean, but, and then you've got the countdown, and the producer's talking about the next item, then in comes the director, and this, so it can be disconcerting, but you do get used to it. Is that why, have you ever seen the clip of uh, Will Greenwood and James Haskell? No. So it's just been a game of Twickenham, uh, England have won. And um, yeah, James this, Haskell yeah. is like he's a legend, right? He's funny as anything. And 
he's gone over now at the end and everyone's left they've obviously come down from or whatever they are and they do a little interview Will Greenwood's interviewing James Haskell because I think he's injured at the time because he is in, in the squad but he's not playing so he asks Will Greenwood asks James Haskell a question he starts talking and it sounds like he's just drunk a bottle of whiskey <laughs> and he actually has said like I obviously you know we all we give love to all podcasts out there House of Rugby does a brilliant podcast he's actually said on that that after that interview Right, he got texts like from his family, from his mates, and oh, we thought you were a professional. You've drunk too much before going on Sky Sports. But if you actually go on YouTube and type in Will Greenwood, James Haskell, uh, post-match interview, he sounds like he's yeah. he's plastered. <laughs> when was he? Uh, no, it was because I think they both got headphones on, and it was something to do with uh, some interference or something where they could hear, as Sean was just saying, the director, the producer of the show in one year, but they could hear themselves bouncing back. So he was talking, and Will Green would ask him something like, so will the boys now be um, happy after that? And he tries to say, yeah, they'll all go back into the change room now, have a bit of a sing-song, and it ends up going, yeah, you know, boys, (laughs) sing-song. I'm not exaggerating. It's that. You, yeah, I'll show you after this now, but everyone is listening. Have a look at yeah. it. It is brilliant. Have you ever sworn live live on telly? No. Oh, no, well but, done. But sometimes... You want to. Well, no, it comes into your head. And when I say up top of the yeah. little devil, it's sitting there, you know? And then as commentary is a, a classic thing. Mm. I really love getting into the game. Like some people have said to me, stop shouting. Have you heard, oh, no. have you heard him on commentary? I do get, I do get a bit he's excited. brilliant. I think he's brilliant. Well, thank you, Kyle. I, I do like you again now. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I, 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 because when I watch sport, I, I want to listen to the guy who's engrossed in it. And yeah, really yeah. It f- feels passionate about yeah, it. Yeah. And if I see a bit of magic or there's a, something's happened mm. in, in a try, for mm. example, then... Yeah, I, I'm going to give it some. But then it can also be the other way, you know, something crops in your mind. You think, and, and sometimes before I say math, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. That's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, it? yeah. Don't say it, don't say it. But no, I haven't, fortunately. Uh, yeah. I did, I did, uh, Romeo and Joe, I played Romeo, Romeo and Joe, the Royal Shakespeare Company, a long time ago. Uh, and it was, side note, there was a, there was a, the guy who played Ben Volius from Trim Sarans called Tristan, Tristan Gravel, no relation. But during one England-Wales game matinee, he was coming on and giving me the score in between lines, which I thought was magical. However, so we did it all in, in period costume. We all had the tights. Very, very humiliating. And there was this one moment I had about, I know I had about seven minutes off. I was bursting for a pee. So I run up, go and have a pee wash my hand go to wash my hands and you know the the old mushroom taps you slap and yeah. so I hit this tap like there's no trouble poof and it just avalanched out and it bucketed right over the side of the sink it just went polosh all in my groin right and l- literally as I'm hearing uh, Mr. Easter stage please Mr. Easter stage I was like no I'm under the Dyson hand dryer with my groin I go no so I run down run on run on stage and I've never experienced anything like it so it just looked like I'd wet myself and you walk on and a thousand people go and Tristan Gravel playing Benvolio looked at me so wide eyed like you've just pissed yourself and and I'm trying to tell him no it's water it's water in 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 between between. yeah I am yeah yeah it was one it was definitely one of the worst worst moments of my theatrical career (laughs) so films or theatre for you Matt Uh, I do I really do enjoy theatre 
just for the satisfaction of you know you start at the beginning you know you get to the end at the end of a night and and basically it's just you and a few actors that's it mm. was you know Kyle will attest that the TV and film is so fractured and you shoot out of order and you shoot for so such little time and don't get me wrong you know it's you you travel you get to do all sorts of things but um purely on a on a satisfaction level it's always theater for me mm. you you're at the stage now where you pick and choose i imagine i say i do i was like you know you still get lumbered with the coffee creams <laughs> <laughs> who had the hazel whip bloody hell nothing changes favorite superhero superhero super ted um super i ted. remember that yeah yeah, yeah. super ted with it yeah yeah super yeah ted. he was he had green spots no, that was Spotty, his friend. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 an, an Odyssey in Welsh culture with Kyle Reese. I've got, I've got to work with this fella. Yes, you love me, really. Yeah, you do. You cuddly. Yeah, I'm furry. You like bungle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bungle. You that make you zip. That makes you. Yes. Are you zippy or George? Hello. Yeah. Oh, Jeffrey. Probably a bit more zippy. <laughs> Around the rugby pitch, yeah. Hey, did you see that one where he was like really, really dirty? Apparently, well, it was a, a, a lot of uh, innuendos. Innuendos, yeah. In that, and the yeah. whole thing, like, was just—I can't believe it. What's your favorite coffee, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've exhausted it, Kyle. <laughs> well, this, this has been—I could do this every Tuesday. Well, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> and sound enthused. We're going to call this one the one where we took the piss out of Kyle. No, but seriously, man, thanks for giving up the time. Not at all. It's I've been brilliant to have you on Tuesday Club. Yeah. Uh, Very unexpected. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. Same time next year. Tell yeah. you, you've been begging us to come on, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've been texting me for about no six weeks now. Oh, well, I'm over in New York. Let you're like, on this I, you say, well, listen, we're just waiting here from Warburton. If he says no, you're in. <laughs> we're still waiting back from Sheeny as well, but uh, we can't go over him yet. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike's a patrolman boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Martin Sheen. <laughs> yeah, Mar- yeah. Marcy. yeah, Marcy. West Wing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah not West not? Wales. Thank you very much. All the best to you and your family. And thank uh, you. Good luck with the uh, the next venture. Cheers, boys. Yeah. Thanks, Marth. Same time next year. Wales. <laughs> The Tuesday Club is available to listen to on Spotify and iTunes. 